This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silva. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah. Must be called in Mary Part. It is, it is. Especially in the love. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a long day of it today, haven't you? I mean, I consider all of us. I know Max, you're kind of like new to the Blue Army podcast, but like, I don't think you you know you look out of place at all. I consider all of us to be not veterans of the podcasting world by any means. You know, we've, we're on episode 130, but uh, you know, we're we're quite versed in podcasting. But Dennis, today you've gone absolutely uh, above and beyond. A couple of listeners out there might know that Dennis has his own podcast uh, where he talks to different personalities from around Cumbria. Uh, well, that's that's so far what it's been. And yeah. uh, I mean, Dennis, why don't you tell us what you've been up to today? Yeah, well, this is the third podcast I'm recording today. Uh, it's, 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 been a, it's, it's been a little bit of a long day. It wasn't planned to be like this. It just so happens that everything seemed to fall on today, um, which is why all these flags are up in the background. That's the uh, the setup for, for my podcast thing. But uh, yeah, and you say everyone from Cumbria, but, um, you know, one today is uh, living in Yorkshire, so, you know, we're branching out a little bit. Oh. Um, but there you go. We'll be worldwide soon, mate. You'll be worldwide <laughs> soon. <laughs> For anyone that hasn't already listened to Dennis' podcast, I'm going to put a link in the description just below this episode. So go along there. Do not forget to like and subscribe oh, to Dennis' YouTube channel. What's it called again, Denny? Just Denny's Pod. It's uh, you know fairly easy to remember. Denny's Pod. So D-E-N-N-Y-S Pod. That's, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's how you're going to find it. All right, lads, I'm going to kick off the episode properly. Here we go. Oh, all right, buddies. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 130. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the fully formed, reunited Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm talking about Max Denner's and Wills. Welcome back, lads. You all right? Yeah, all Thank right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Great to be back. Great to be back. We're, back. We're back in full strength. We're back in full strength. But very soon uh, we won't be uh, because Wills is going to be going on an extended hiatus, which is why he's going to be playing Guessing the Player a little bit later on for the third time with Max this season already, uh, I believe. But yeah, we're trying to wedge some of Will's games in early on. Uh, but I extended Max, two weeks. That's it, you're going to have an <laughs> 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 extended I'm going to be gone for months. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's at the end of the podcast. That's at the end of the podcast. And lads, at the start of the podcast, we all know we like to kick things off with a laugh. And we've got traditions around here. And that can mean one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week is he having a laugh. I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. 
All right, lads, here we go. Here we go. I'm probably going to mess the delivery up. Here we go. Um, Recently, my yoga instructor died midway through a session. It left me in a very awkward position. <laughs> That'll do. <Yeah. laughs> there's a mutter, of, there's, a, there's a flutter of laughter from from all all three corners at least. That'll do me. And uh, do not, you know you, not your me? best one. Yeah. Not your best one. <laughs> not his uh... worst. No, not by a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I don't know which way to. I don't know just to like lean into the knob jokes or like stay out of the knob jokes. Like I don't know. <laughs> I haven't decided. <laughs> I haven't decided, but you know, it'll make it a lot easier if the listeners out there wanted to send in a joke of the week. That would make it 10 times easier because then all the pressure comes off me and it's just about the delivery of the joke. Then, so if you do want to send in a joke of the week, send one in. Uh, it's the Blue Army podcast on Instagram, it's probably the easiest place to do that. Now, lads, it's time for me to hand over because I want a big fat scoop of League One news. And that can only mean one thing, lads. It's time to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? Honestly, what must my neighbours think sometimes? (laughs) In the League One Roundup with Wills and Liam. Go ahead, boys. Now, we have actually sort of decided who's going first this week, but I feel oh, like it is, it is culture. Oh. It's the culture <laughs> yeah. for us to scramble for a little bit. So, we'll but it's fact who's, time. Who's going, who's I, going mean, first? I mean, we're about a third of the way through the season. It's not me. We're about a third of the way through the season. So, um, and there's, honestly, there's not been a lot of news this week that we could find. So, we've decided to do a quarter, quarter, quarter season. season. Quarter season review. Yeah. So we're just gonna kind of go through the table, see, you know, see how teams are doing, who's up the top, who's down the bottom, you know, how are things shaping out. So obviously, elevator music for you in the background. Yeah. So um Liam, well, Liam's gonna do the bottom half of the table. So obviously we're gonna start there. So I hand over to him. Okay, nice. So you know, mathematically, we are a quarter of the way through the season. You need to be somewhere between 11th and t- 11 and 12 games. Now, with some teams playing 11 and some teams playing 12, it seems like the perfect time. So, starting at the bottom four, Cheltenham Town are down there on two points, looking like pretty much just relegation fodder this season. Will they get a win? Well, they've still got to play Carlisle twice, so you know that there's always a chance. Um, so no, then. So, no yeah. chance. No chance. That's our guaranteed wins, mate. <laughs> Don't say that. But, um, <laughs> then the two sort of points deducted teams, it's Wigan and Reading, who both have showed promise this season of getting out of the relegation zone, but have both kind of fell flat recently. Then there's Fleetwood, Carlisle's opening day opponents. You know, they they haven't really done much but they've started to come into form a little bit more they'd certainly started the season in a similar vein at Cheltenham where they just couldn't pick up points anywhere a lot of Carlisle Next. fans a lot of Carlisle fans said about Fleetwood that they look like a really decent side I mean it was about yeah. like what four or five games in maybe about four games in when we played Fleetwood no Fleetwood was opening day it was a, it was the first first, first one game of the season yeah. I just remember a lot of people saying that Fleetwood look like a decent side that would be you know up there a bit this season, or at least mid-table, like a good yeah. test, a good but opening like, day test. Op- opening day games always throw out some weird results, don't they? Like, like opening day, you can't judge a team off opening day because anything can happen. Anyways, then next comes Carlisle, having played two games more than the bottom four. Uh, you know, so, so you think about if they win their games in hand, which isn't likely when you look at the teams there. But you know, we could be down at the relegation zone had everyone That's played the same point cushion there, though, isn't there? There is, but with two games in hand, you know, there doesn't take a mathematician to know that if they win them two games, we're down into the bottom four. Um, it doesn't take a mathematician to know that they haven't won two games either of them all season already. Yeah, so. true. true. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you can't discount these things, can you? You know, no, it's, of course it's, not. Of course it's not. all, course it's not. all no. maths. Um, <laughs> just above us, uh, somebody they could also overtake in them games is, is Northampton on thirteen points. Who you know, another nearly promoted team, haven't really lit the world on fire and have kind of gone under the radar. I don't think people consider them too much of a relegation threatened team, but they are just above us on you know thirteen points, wearing eleven. So the, despite not being one people seem to talk about, they are down there. 
same with Morgan Feeney's mighty Shrewsbury, uh, a mighty three points above Carlisle, uh, with one of our only wins this season coming against them. Then it's Cambridge, who were having a really good season towards the start of the season. I think they won their opening three games, but they haven't won in five now, and they're they're really dropping down the table. I'm glad about that because I'm pretty sure we all put them down there in our sort yeah, of like start yeah, of the league to go prediction. down. Yeah, yeah, maybe because of last season, because they just survived last season, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, and, they, I... and they don't belong there, do they? Really, like, like I, I don't want to be one of these <laughs> bellends that talks about <clears throat> attendances and that, but they, they're right down there when it comes to that. Plus, it's Cambridge in it. You can't have a posh team like that fighting. <laughs> Controversial. But uh, then we've got Lincoln, uh, Bristol Rovers, who I predict to be a lot higher. Chel- uh, Charlton, who I predict to be a lot higher as well. Burton Albion, who you know had a really tough start to the season, but have now won four of their last five. Uh, and, and, and breaking away from that relegation battle. Exeter is the last one in my half. And then it goes up to uh, to Wills. Yeah, so um, in contrast to Burton Albion, we've got a couple of teams in 11 and 12, Exeter, as you mentioned, and Port Vale, who both started the season fairly well, um, but are now on terrible form. Uh, Both of them have lost four out of the last five. Exeter have lost four in a row. Um, Northampton, sorry, Port Vale's goal difference of minus nine, as well as four worse than ours. So um, a couple of teams there that seem to be in free fall. And I don't, I mean, uh, Port Vale, if you remember, they started the season with that 7-0 defeat against Barnsley, but then had some good results following that. They've now kind of started on a run of bad form. Exeter, like I say, they lost four in a row. Um, Both teams... Seem to be struggling at the moment. Uh, the mood among their own fans isn't great, and maybe we'll see them further down towards the bottom end of the table in the next quarter of the season. Above there, you've got a few teams that are kind of have been doing well, although not always as well as their fans expect. In the case of Derby, who um probably would have thought they'd be right up at the top end. Instead, they're on 18 points, just two points outside the playoffs. Mm. Um, a point behind them, Leighton Orient will be much happier to be in that position, obviously having just beaten us. Do you think um, Derby have got that sort of like stigma around them? They're like, they're like the Man United of, of League One. Like People just have that extra bit about them to want to win those games. I think so, but also Paul Warren there has been coming in for a lot of stick and... Um, you know, uh, a lot of fans calling for his head. So they're not happy with the style of football they're playing. Mm. Uh, it's it's their second season down here, isn't it? Or, yeah, I think yeah. it is. So, like, they have, you know, so they probably weren't happy to not... Um, I don't know how far they got. Did they, did they get into the playoffs? Um, well, they're not happy to still be here anyway and, mm. you know, starting to lose patience with Paul Warren. Um, Wickham Wanderers in eight, they're a team that you'd say they're quite small to be at this level, but since they got up to the championship, they seem to really have kind of consolidated. They've not done a yeovil and and come right back down. They were in the promotion mix last season and doing well so far this season. You've then got Blackpool and Bolton, two teams who are you know maybe around about where you'd expect them. Great result for us, obviously, against Bolton there in sixth. Um, just with three defeats, maybe to teams such as Wigan, who Liam mentioned as well, big defeats to teams who they might have expected to to win against. Stevenage then in fifth, have gone off the boil a little bit, uh, three defeats in the last four games, but excellent start of the season for them. I remember maybe they're going to start to fall away. Um, Peterborough. You know, another good result for us against the team because they're in fourth. Um, they've been win, draw, win, draw, win, and you know we took a we took a point off them. Um, and then at the top of that pack, uh, third top of the playoffs is Barnsley, who we mentioned before had a good start of the season, and despite four defeats, they've only drawn one. Uh, they've recorded seven wins, uh, which is the third most wins in the league. So you know they're. They're up there. We would probably expect them to be up there and losing playoff finalists. They seem to have done well to rebound this season. 
at the top, you've got two teams that are starting to open up a bit of a gap, and that's Portsmouth and Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um, Portsmouth have only lost, well, Portsmouth uh, as yet unbeaten. Oxford, they've lost two, but they've won nine, which is the most of anybody. And those two teams are both on fire at the moment. They've won five in a row. Uh, Five-point gap from those two back down to Barnsley. So I think we may be looking at two teams that are going to be maybe joined by someone else. Maybe Barnsley will get the rack together. Maybe someone like Bolton or, or even Derby will go on a run and get up there because big teams. Um, but I think we've got, like, we can say at least two teams there that are, have definitely established themselves in the promotion mix. Any thoughts, anyone else? No, but I think you've absolutely wrapped it up really well. Yeah, pretty good. Can I just say before we end the segment, yeah. if we were still in League Two, we would have so much to talk about this week. Like It's absolutely <laughs> kicking off all over. There's so many managerial sackings in League Two this season. <laughs> and I just thought, I just thought, I, I, I always look at the, uh, the, the League Two news as well, because obviously that's what I know more about. And it, I've, st- I've still got it bookmarked. Yeah. yeah, I've still got it bookmarked. Yeah. I'm always going to League 2 when I mean to go to League 1. <laughs> it's, I just it's forgot just... about League 2 as soon as we got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it even existed, to be What's honest. But like, <laughs> in terms of this segment, I wish we had done this segment when th- this year in League 2. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Because there's so much to talk about. No, you about. don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, fair. fair. I mean, there's Wrexham to talk about. That's kind of the... They are a bit the the <laughs> Can I, can I uh, interest anyone in a conspiracy theory here, right? Oh, I'd love, I'd love the conspiracy there's theory. Been, <laughs> there's been seven games at Wrexham's home ground. In them games, there's been 41 goals. I'm not convinced Wrexham are just some, like, ploy by the EFL to sort of draw eyes to the to the competition. Like, ooh, we'll put give them a documentary. We'll make every single game there really, really exciting because all the games are like last-minute goals and that. I mean, they're, they're, conceding, they're conceding a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, if you were going to set up a team to make a TV programme about, you would probably say... To Wrexham. Let's, let's, <laughs> well, yeah, if you were like Phil Parkinson and you're like, or like Ryan Reynolds saying like, how we want, you know, having some overview on how we play. I, I imagine you'd probably want to be like, I'd rather just win 5 4 than 1 0. Yeah, exactly. It's a conspiracy. I mean, it was, it was the and same they're not real games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scripted. It is scripted, scripted. games. <laughs> it's like, over the is weekend, we're yeah, they're scripted. There's nothing real about them. They scored two goals in extra time for like the third time this season the other day. Uh, yeah, do you not no, remember not, Fergie not time? Yeah. Do you not remember like the yeah. Manchester United of like the late nineties? Like that yeah, was just Manchester United. <laughs> right. yeah, I know, I know, but it's like, it's like you know sometimes teams just get that like schneid for a while. Like they've got that rub of the green. They've got that that referee's favour. You know, it's yeah. I wish we'd get favour. Wish we'd get that once in a while. <laughs> It'd be nicer. You know, we've got it against Bolton a little bit. Um, but no, lads, thanks very much. Thanks very much because we all got to find out what's been happening here. And what's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Liam and Will. Right, boys, it's time to move on to the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Go on, Max. Thank you very much. That's a very energetic intro, just what I was after. <laughs> Anyways, um. Yeah, so this week it's not necessarily something that's kind of exclusive to Carlisle, but it's um, referees having a, like an interview after the game. Um, obviously, the impact that they have in the game is massive, and like just like a similar sort of thing, like the managers get. Um, I've seen a few interviews with Simo, um, kind of in the past few weeks, and he's he's mentioned that you know referees are sort of not approachable and they're not really accountable for their actions and stuff. So I think, um, you know, to, for us to get that sort of insight from the referees and maybe get a few questions answered um, would be pretty good. And I'd, I'd quite enjoy that. So like, it, how, how can, how can you go about doing it then? Are we saying like, like uh, yeah, post, so post was... game interviews or like, um, like the next day, there's like a Q and A at five o'clock. Yeah, so I've, I've, I saw. I think they used to do it in the Premier League, where they'd be like, just as there is with the managers, a post-match um, kind of interview with the mm. referee, 
uh, particularly if there's been some big decisions. Um, and then there can kind of be a few questions answered and, and um, you know, it can be a, a bit less of a grey area and, and we can actually find out why decisions were made. Yeah, I mean, there's one or two things at uh, times when they've tried to change the way that we interact with referees um, to make it maybe a bit more like a sport like rugby where, you know, in rugby like, the referees are all mic'd up. Mm, yeah, yeah, and... Um, I mean, like, I think going back as far as the 90s, this was before my time, but I heard about it. They mic'd up a referee um, in the Premier League and all they really managed to capture was Tony Adams swearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do, like, that's one of the things that does make rugby, like, watchable, like, more watchable anyway. Like, in the times that I watch the Six Nations and stuff, being able to hear what the referee is saying, you know, it definitely sort of, like, it answers more questions than it doesn't you know what I mean and that's kind of what football fans need they yeah. want more questions to be answered I suppose so if you can nail it at the same time as um, you know just doing the match and you don't have to do post-match like interviews and things like that then that might be a good way to go forward the thing is though like Will rightfully said in like the difference between rugby and football on the pitch is the swearing, you know, and like this, so they'd have to they'd have to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Or they'd have to they'd know all there'd be punishments because you can't put that out at three o'clock in the afternoon if they're like FNL ref, FNL, you know, this or like oh, that was ten yards away. Cause like yeah. I hear it all the time. I do Carlisle City's, you know, yeah. highlight packages and like I could you can hear it, every manager shout, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. it's not just a swearing, but it's more like kind of like I guess it maybe fairly undermines the referees if because in, in rugby, the players have a lot of respect for the ref. Uh -huh. And they mic the referees yeah. up. But when the referee says, this is how it is, the players, you know, they don't really argue back as much. Um, if there, if the there was kind of... If if the, he was mic'd up, the referee, do you think if they sort of brought in a thing where it was like you would get fined or something if, if it's been shown that you've been abusive to the ref and there'd be some evidence there. Do you think it would be possible that, you know, the players would think twice before sort of behaving like, like that? I think there'd be a sharp learning curve. Yeah, it'd be nice to see because... Um... I, I think in rugby, part of it's just the culture of rugby. I mean, I don't know if they do get fined if they're um, swear at the yeah. ref or anything like that, but they just have this culture around the you know, around the sport where if a player was arguing back too much with the ref and started to get, like, you know, use abusive language, they would just kind of see that as not on. Yeah, you just get sent off, wouldn't you? I think you get simbin, don't you? If it's where yeah. in rugby, yeah. you get simbin. Yeah. Yeah. You got simbin rules. So maybe you could simbin people. I don't know. People for saying F off when you've just introduced the rule for the first year, that'd yeah. be too far. So you'd have to yeah. introduce maybe Simbins as well. Well, Simbins yeah. have been like trialed in youth non-league. Like that that's something I think they are looking to bring in anyways. Like they've brought the, the EFL at, or the FA at, at, they're trialing it at the minute, I think, Simbin and yeah, might be a decent idea, to be fair. Take a lot of getting used to and you know, what? like football fans are quite often sort of kind of opposed to massive change like that, aren't they? Um, yeah. So uh, it's... The problem is, I... what if you need to send a rare, um, uh, a keeper? You know, like, oh, like, yeah. that's going to cause <laughs> just, massive... It's just like, like a guaranteed, like, five goals to the opposition. <laughs> It'd be like a proper tactical rethink. But they've got enough subs to be able to do that now, haven't they? Like, if it's sort of like, right, so the goalkeeper's been yeah. simbined, so, like, we'll sub a midfielder off for the goalkeeper for now. When the goalkeeper comes back on, we'll often have to sub him out. If you're getting yeah. four subs a game, five subs a game, like I said, it'd only be for a year or two until they stop swearing, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think it might and take a bit longer. Away. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be a thing. How often does a goalkeeper get that close to the ref anyway? Well, it doesn't happen. But I, yeah. I, I, no. I, it's it just it's something I saw online where it was like, it, where it had happened in one of these trial games where the keeper had had to stand on the sidelines for five minutes and they'd somehow managed to not concede from it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they may be allowed to, you know, like, like Liam said, bring another keeper on. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read too much into it. In, in my mind, it was just all of the players on the line trying to defend the goal. But I, 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 don't, I don't know if that is. That won't be much fun if that happened to your team, would it? Just watching. No. No. You imagine them though, like like eight of them at Brunton Park lined up against the Warwick end, like they're trying to defend the goal. Like the crowd would go fucking mental for it. 
yeah. yeah. While Thomas Orley's on the sidelines screaming. <laughs> 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 um, I will talk about Thomas Orley in a minute, but uh, yeah. I mean, Max, was that your idea this week, or did someone send it in? Um, no, that was, so that was something I'd seen um, seen on Instagram. I think um, I just saw a clip of like a referee getting an interview after the game, and I thought, you know, that'd be quite good actually. The games we've had recently in the past sort of month, some of it, some you know, accountability for the refs. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that forward, see what you thought about it. Yeah, man, no, it's, uh, I really enjoyed that one, as I always do, as I always do. And uh, don't forget out there, if you want to put forward a million dollar question, you can put it into Max. I'll put his links in the description just below as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It was Max's million pound idea. Well done, lads. Well done. Thank you very much for capably guiding us through most of the first half of the show. I'll cap off the first half of the show by going through the Carlisle United related news. And first, I'll kick off with the ex Blues news. It's uh, Keith Millen to kick things off. He's been put in charge at Gillingham and then subsequently managed to pick up a sideline ban uh, it was a schoolboy trip basically against an offensive player who was coming to try and take a quick throw in literally trying to be sneakily uh, poked his foot out and the player literally just wink you know like a Charlie Brown style <laughs> uh, hook line and sinker <laughs> uh, but right in front of the referee's eyes and Keith Millen has rightfully been given a touchline ban um, so he's only been in caretaker charge there as well so that might mm. dent his long term ambitions if he has them if he has them um, in other ex Carlisle United player related news, and it's also related to management. A bit of a favorite of mine, former Carlisle United defender Pascal Chimbonda has been put in charge of the mighty Skelmersdale United, and his first game in charge is this weekend against. Kendalltown, that's right, local uh, rivals? I don't know. Kendalltown uh, <laughs> will, will be playing host to Pascal Chimbonda's debuting, managerial debut. Uh, so uh, all the best to him. Uh, it's 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 just the level above Carlisle City, I believe, and the level above that is Workington Reds, if I've got the sort of pyramid right. I think there's another in between Workington Reds. Between Workington and Kendall, yeah. There might be an it's extra one. we don't yeah. get to see... Um... Pascal Chimbonda take on Carlisle City. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. You don't know. I mean, he's been. He knows these parts. You never know. One day. One day. Um, in other Carlisle United news, and this is transfer news, which is a little bit different for October. But Jaden Harris has been allowed to leave Carlisle United on loan after Carlisle United did not feature any midfielders in their squad against Leighton Orient. Now, um, Liam, what do you think of this loan move for Jaden Harris? I think it's either really stupid or really smart, depending on what happens in the next few weeks. Because, um, look, I, I think right now we've got three games coming up in quick succession with three midfielders fit. Um, you know, Paul Simpson's mentioned bringing in free agents in the past. Now, to me... This says that they've got somebody lined up, which if if that is true, sending Jaden Harris out on loan, probably not the worst decision in the world because even when he was fit, he wasn't getting on the bench. You know, we were literally having no midfielders on the bench instead of having him there. You know, he, he clearly wasn't in favour. And for me, I think he's been a victim of Carlisle's success. I think this season is when he was going to try and make his breakthrough into a League Two side. And I think the club's progressed faster than he has and I feel a little bit sorry for him in that regard because I always I always think it was Paul Simpson's plan to integrate him into the squad this season under the assumption we were still in League 2 whereas we're at a completely different level now and, and it, unfortunately he just isn't good enough for League 1 yet Um, but yeah it could be a smart move for him if he goes down there and plays every game plays really well, comes back gets that um first team opportunity at Carlisle United again but for the time being McGeeck isn't fit, Charters isn't fit. So unless we've got a free agent coming in, it looks quite a stupid move if, God forbid, a Callum Guy or an Owen Moxon gets injured in the next few days. It is looking a little bit thin on the ground. Um, I'm not sure what the recall is on that loan agreement as well. Uh, but, you know, we've seen people go out on loan and do really well at that level. It's Eastley, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that before. I mean, it's um, a reasonable 
you know, a reasonable team down there. Hopefully, the standard of football's competitive, competitive enough that it'll help him along. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's where Tristan Abrahams is at. Sorry, Liam, what? That's where Tristan Abrahams is at. So, there'll be that Carlisle. Mm. Link when oh. he goes down there. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit, a bit of a bit of a weird one. I thought that that loan because I thought Simo hadn't. He sort of came out and said there wasn't any free agents available that were going to make a difference to the team. So unless he's had a change of heart, maybe Greg's found someone that they think's going to make a difference. But yeah, I agree with Liam. To be fair, it's, it is a weird one. Yeah, we'll just have to see how the week pans out. Um, lastly, in Carlisle United related news, it's uh, progress has been reported to have been made in the takeover of the Batayek family, or is it what is it called, Castle Sports England or something like that? The group, I'm not quite yeah, sure. Castle, Castle Sports group. group, Castle Sports Group, and I mean. It made Paul Simpson come out publicly uh, because apparently things have been going quite smoothly, but there seems to be one big stumbling block and it's pure pay. It's the pure pay debt. And Paul Simpson came out publicly in the news and star released a statement uh, to basically plead towards the uh, people over at pure pay to work a bit harder to resolve this debt issue with Carlisle United. And, um, you know, it's a strong statement from Paul Simpson. He's obviously been uh, taken quite fondly of these these Americans and the interactions that he's had with them. And he's publicly now actually trying to push this takeover along. I'm sure there's going to be lots of Carlisle United-related news to talk about next week in terms of the takeover and hopefully in terms of somebody coming in to fill that thin-on-the-ground position of midfield. But, lads, we're going to move on and we're going to play everybody's second favourite game after a word from our sponsors. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> All right, boys, here we go. It's time to play everybody's second favorite game. It might be some people's first favorite game. It's FIFA higher or lower. Uh, we completed FIFA 19 on last week's episode. Liam and Max ending things on not the best of notes, though. They, they bummed out on the last one, but they did clean house, at least in the end. Uh, but, lads, it's now time to go to a new generation of Carlisle United players. And it's FIFA 17 this time is the squad. And we're going to kick things off with a very familiar name and a favourite here on the Blue Army podcast. It's Jamie Devitt, who was rated as a 60. Okay, so the aim of the game is you've got to say the overall will be higher or lower then Jamie Devitt's 60 on the next player. And lads, to decide who gets to go first, second and third, I'm going to rate your choices in your favourite chocolate bar. So, uh, Max, what's your favourite chocolate bar? Galaxy. Liam? Boost. Will? Double Decker. That's got to be the last. Come on. <laughs> Double Decker. So to be fair, it is it is, it is going to go. Max, you're going to go first because that's a top choice in the galaxy there. Yeah. And uh, Liam, you're going to go second. And Will, you're going to go last because, you know, it's, um, it's just a bit tough this time of year. It's cold. You know what I mean? It's going to break my teeth on that bad boy. Well, are you keeping them? <laughs> well, like, you know, just if I pick them up the shop, the shop shelf at the moment, you know, it's a bit uh, chillier and it's a bit colder this time of year. They're a bit more rock solid than usual. 
<laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> no, gonna, it's all right though it's all right though we're gonna move on lads so uh, yeah max you're going first jamie devitt is on 60 and the next one is mark gillespie oh um i think he's higher just maybe 61 so you're saying higher for mark gillespie and you would be correct mate well done liam the next one is will's favorite player jabbo Higher or higher. lower than higher. Mark Gillespie? You're saying higher? Yeah. Saying higher. And you'd be correct, sir. He is. And Will, to get yeah. off to a very good start and keep everyone in the game, the next one is Samir Nabi. I mean, he's got to be lower. because He'd just come out of non-league. So, yeah. Um, Jabbo's higher. Oh, so, lower. You'd be correct, sir. Well done. Uh, Sammy and Nabi was lower than Jabbo. We're going to move on. Uh, Max, we're back with you with Michael Reigns. Michael Reigns. I'm going to go... I think he was a starter for us back then. I'm going to go higher. And you'd be correct. Well done. You lads are off to a great storming start. It's back to Liam. And we're going to say higher or lower than Michael Reigns. Gary Little. Oh, Gary Little was a beast, man. Gary <laughs> Little's higher. Gary Little was higher. Well done, Liam. We're back with you, Wills. And I think this is the first time ever, potentially, you could get two rounds with everybody in the game. Pressure on with Danny Granger. Higher or um, Then Gary Little. Uh, Gary, Little's caught, yeah, Gary Little's caught people out before with being quite highly ranked. So I'm going to say Danny Granger's lower than Gary Little. Well done, sir. You'd be correct. And you lads are absolutely storming it this week. Back to Max with Jason Kennedy. Um, ooh. See, I, I could go either either way here. Um, I'm going to say Jason Kennedy was lower. Going to say lower. And you're the first casualty, I'm afraid, Max. Oh. You'd be out. Yeah. Jason Kennedy was higher than Danny Granger. We're over to you, Liam. It's mm. Nicky Adams, higher or lower than Jason right. Kennedy. Well, I'm going to try and help us out here. I think Kennedy was 63 rated and Danny Granger was 62. So who who am I, who am I guessing against? Nicky it, Adams. Nicky Adams. Right, okay. I think he might have been 64. I'll say higher. Well, you'd be correct, sir. He is higher. So we're over to Wills yeah. with Reggie Lamb. Higher or lower than Nicky Adams? Well, I think Nicky Adams was one of the highest rated players at, the, at our level when we signed him. Um, yeah. So I think Reggie Lamb must be lower. Well done, sir. You'd be correct. <laughs> you lads have actually reached the halfway point of the squad. And the next one over to you, Liam, is Tom Miller. Oh, I have a clue. Um, Reggie Lamb was 62, if memory serves me. Um, who is it? Some Miller. Tom Miller. Oh, Christ. I don't even know who that is, to be honest. I think he was a right. Was he a right back? Uh, yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I think I know who he is. Um, I think he was a 61. I'm going to go lower. You're correct with lower. Oh, well done. We're back nice. with Wills. Yeah. Mike Jones, higher or lower than Tom Miller? Mike Jones is another one that I'm sure he's come up before and he's quite highly rated. He's definitely, I think, more experienced than Tom Miller, so I'm going to say higher. And you'd be correct, lads. <laughs> you'd be correct. Smashing uh, it, man. <laughs> higher or lower than Mike Jones? Jamie Proctor. Jamie Proctor? Ooh. Now, Mike Jones was 63. Um, or 62, one of the two. Um, Proctor, I think, was lower. Gonna say lower on Jamie Proctor. It's the end of the game, I'm afraid. Oh. Jamie Proctor was higher. Then Mike Jones. Mike Jones sat on 63, and Jamie Proctor is where we're going to kick things off next week. 
with 64, I'm afraid. 64. But uh, <laughs> lads, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's the best game you've had so far. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, congratulations, yeah. well done. And uh, you know, at least at least at least we're feeling good about ourselves now. We're feeling really positive because uh, we've <laughs> got to dive into something that's gonna be a little bit difficult to talk about. It's the match report, gentlemen. It's the match report. As I as I always do, I'll start off. We've given you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their home match that happened this past weekend against Late Orient. It featured Holy and Nets, back Lavelle, Mellish, and Armour across a back four. Moxon Guy and McCalmont in a midfield free with Maguire, Garner and Gibson playing up front. And uh, lads, we spoke about the change in formation last week, but Wills, I'd like you to take on this question. Gone. Is there a place in this for Paul Huntington when he's fit and ready? Um, yeah, I think there is. Um Obviously, he um, first came out of the squad based on, um, I think it was just really the one poor performance. And, you know, I wouldn't say that we're kind of like falling apart defensively, but it's just in all areas of the pitch, a bit more experience. You know, having an experienced player in there can help other players as well, not even just the defenders. So I think I think we will be improved when Huntington returns, whether that means we return to 3-5-2 or whether someone comes out of defence so he can go into a um, a four at the back. I don't know, but yeah, I think he does have to come back in. Yeah, does anyone disagree with that? Yeah, a bit. Um, I think I think if you're going to go back to a back five, he comes back in. Um, but I think he's going to try and stick to a 4-3-3 three, three, and I don't think there's room for his sort of lack of pace. Then I think he's he's getting old now as well. Uh, I think I think if he decides to go to a back five, which he very well might do, then he will come back. It's just depending on what kind of system Paul Simpson decides to play going forward. Max, have you got anything you want to add? Yeah, I think it could depend on sort of if we have any more injuries. Uh, we obviously know how sort of light on the ground we are, or thin on the ground we are in some areas. Um, but yeah, it'll go down to the style of play and maybe maybe even the opposition. Uh, I think that has a big effect on it. Um, the be- he'll he'll just basically play the best team that he thinks has the best chance of uh, beating that opposition on that day. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, well said, lads. Well said. Very diplomatic from everybody there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carlisle United were under the cosh uh, for the opening 20 minutes of the game. There was a couple of set pieces that were quite tricky for them to deal with within the opening 20 minutes. Hoyley not exactly filling you with too much confidence, unfortunately. And it was on the 21st minute where... Things just sort of fell apart, unfortunately. Uh, there was an offside, uh, a simple free kick uh, was taken short. And then, you know, the midfielder just had a little bit too much time and a, and a lot of space to pick out a very good pass. But Thomas Holy had no business coming out towards that position. And if you are going to come out off your line that far, you have to make contact with the ball. You have to do something. Otherwise, you're just leaving your goal wide open. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Will, you spoke yeah. extensively about this uh, at the start of the season. So I'm going to let yeah. somebody else take uh, this one on. It's the old Anderson Holy, Holy sorry, debate. How... Do you manage this now? It's difficult because both goalkeepers are making mistakes. Is there anything to lose at this point, Max, if we get to feel the breeze? I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> get, get breezing in the middle of those posts because I'm sick to death of like stupid mistakes. It looked from where I was stood, it looked like it went through his legs. And if it did, then I'd. I don't know what is going on at the minute. It's like I don't, I can't remember a season where we've had so many sort of ridiculous goals go in, um, mainly because of the keeper. And I like Thomas Holy, right? So I'm not saying get rid of him like just just yet, but I just I don't know whether it's just unlucky or whether it's I don't know I don't know what because he I don't remember him doing anything like that last season. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do at this point other than just cross your fingers and hope it 
we don't have many more. <laughs> Liam, would you would you like to feel the breeze? No, look, is there, I, um... to lose? is there anything to lose at this point with both goalkeepers making mistakes? If you give him an opportunity, yeah, 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 there is a, that, that that he's worse. Like that, that's if Paul Simpson doesn't think he's ready, then I, I then I don't think he's ready. It's it's the whole you know and, and the whole Anderson Holy debate. I'm I'm not on either side of it. I'm firmly behind my opinion of whoever's there. Don't switch the keeper because I just I just don't like him changing, chopping and changing the goalkeeping position. I think it's something you've got to keep consistent throughout a season. So if he changes to Anderson next week, I'm going to want Anderson in for the rest of the season. If he sticks with Thomas Holy next week, I'm going to want Holy in for the rest of the season. I just I don't care who it is. It might be Gabriel Breeze if you really want, but just pick <laughs> pick one. <laughs> Pick one and stick with it because I, I I cannot get behind him like constantly chopping and changing the goalkeeper because it's something that your back line and, and your keeper need to sort of have that kind of relationship that you can't really form if you keep just swapping them in and out. Yeah, I mean, Wills, I'll, I'll, yeah. if you've got anything to add, mate, by all means. Um, I mean, just in like Holy's defence, I think the ball was put through very easily and... You know, he had to do something either way. There was going to be a, you know, there was going to be a chance on goal. If he's, you know, if he stays on his line, then is he just kind of giving them all kinds of space to set himself up for the shot? Um, it comes out narrows, you know, narrows the angle, but it's a it's a good shot. It goes through his legs, um, but you know, if he stays on his line and they just kind of like dink it in, then he gets criticised. If he comes off and, you know, gets a foot to it or just puts a striker off, then he looks like he's done the right thing. Um, it, it's it's not come off. Um, I don't think, you know, I think it is a factor that, you know, the ball is just being put through like that. And it was not, not great play all around from kind of midfield to the back to just let them through far too easily. Yeah, yeah. Is there any football romantic in you though that that would let Breeze have a game? I'd be worried. Like, I mean, Liam is like he, you know, he is. He is very young. He's nearly twenty, and he's like nineteen. Look at James Trafford. Like, look at these goalkeepers. You've got to give him a chance at some point. Not James Trafford, though, is he? Well, you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's not like he is a professional football player. He is a professional footballer. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, you know, at his age, there's a risk. I mean, Premier League clubs can sign players and give them all kinds of other experience. Um, You know, they don't have to throw them in, you know, throw them straight into a, you know... A A league game. mm. The thing is, he didn't trust them in the Papa John's, so I I don't know why you would all of a sudden throw him in to start a league game. I think with the Papa John's as well, because he's kind of gone down this two goalkeeper route, he's got to play the other goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, Papa John's. It's not been going well in the Papa John's either. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, you know, I, I care less than Simo does about that. Um, obviously, I see where Simo's coming yeah. from criticizing the Simo players. Simo looked like I do... he cared a lot. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Simo looked like he cared a lot. I do think you know you're always going to get a difference in attitude and a difference in performance when you come to a competition with like two, three hundred people in the crowd, and most of the fans don't care, and it's just essentially a reserve game. Mm. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, in the second half, things got a little bit brighter for Carlisle. Uh, there was a couple of changes made, and Abalde uh, had an opportunity. He's a bit of a ricochet merchant, um, from from what I saw in the highlights. Anyway, uh, he managed to not get the handball claim and still get a shot off, but unfortunately, it sort of rattled between the goalkeeper and the post and ended up going out. Unfortunately, uh, Carlisle United did end up losing one nil. And uh, I mean, Max, it's that time of the show where we get to hand over and hear what everybody else has to say uh, about the match before we, I mean, trample all over their ideas, basically. So, yeah, we'll let we'll let uh, we'll let, we'll let the listeners tell us what they thought. of Yeah. So, performance. so as you can imagine, it was pretty brief and pretty um, bleak as well. The uh, the the sort of feedback that was given. Um, so Evan. Evan said that it was a poor performance and we needed to take more of our chances. To be fair, I'd agree with that. We didn't look like we sort of ran out of ideas pretty quickly. Didn't really show any threat at all, apart from that Ablade, um 
sort of shock that hit the post. Um, next up was Ethan. He said, shocking, need to put more shots away. Very similar to what Evan thought. Um, you know, you can tell the fans, maybe he won't notice every little mistake, but it's pretty clear that we're not taking enough shots and we're not testing the the um is it the taking enough shots enough. or is it is it not making the right chances like are we well, not well it's it's both isn't it it's yeah like... i think we're getting into decent positions and then it sort of falls down a bit um you know some of our attacks look quite promising coming out of midfield it's just kind of you know knowing the right thing to do with it once we get it into the attacking third yeah um very few of our goals this season have come from sort of fluid moves um it's all either been there's been set pieces but also just things like quick counter attacks and stuff like that which you know opportunistic um john gibson you know john gibson's shown that he's got an eye for goal uh, Maguire can be an opportunist but you know we need to be crafting goals more can't just rely on opportunities falling to the right players yeah i'd agree I'd agree with that one. Um, so after the game, I actually met um, someone called Moritz, and he was an Austrian guy who'd come over with his with his mate. Nice. Um, yeah. To basically, I think they were on holiday in England or something. Yeah. And um, obviously, with the um, international break, there wasn't a massive amount of sort of massive um, games to pick. So they ended up coming up to Carlisle and picking a thrilling one nil loss. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, I asked him what he thought about the game, and he said it was okay. Not not one of the best games he's ever been to. No. They, had, <laughs> well, they had a good it was a good effort in the second half, but the ball just didn't want to go in. Um, so yeah, that those are the three sort of reactions that I got from um, fans after the game. Um, you know, even when I, I haven't recorded every every one that I spoke to um but the general consensus was obviously very similar um similar to what we've talked about there's a just a frustration building um everyone was hoping we were going to get sort of two wins on the bounce and that had sort of ease everyone's nerves a little bit but it just seems like we take one step forward and sort of two steps back at the minute which is a shame we need january transfer window really in my opinion yeah. Yeah, that that concludes the um, match reactions. All right, well, thanks Hold on a moment. We've got we've got a, a late live. Li- <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> now I've got a comment here um, from my YouTube channel from a Leighton Orient fan, which I thought would be a decent enough to say. He gave his re- uh, response. He put, "Us fans here, you had a lot of corners with some big players in the box late in the second half, but never capitalised on this." We were possibly a little fortunate to eventually come away with three points, but taking into account your abysmal first half performance, right. when we should have scored more ourselves, it was probably the right result. And that comes from Leo series. I don't think the first half performance was necessarily as bad as the second half. We kind of we started out, we looked like we were gonna try and pass it a lot more. Um, as one of the, it's one of those games, and it seems to be we always lose when we have more possession. We have more possession in this game. You could see you could see that early on the way we were playing. Um, the first like 10, 15 minutes, I thought and we kind of like wasted a couple of chances, but I thought we were worse in the second half when we were chasing the game. Um, last 10 minutes, Ablade comes on. Um, he, you know, and I think he kind of improved us a bit, kind of gave us a bit of pace and Orient, you know, the Orient fan mentions kind of us having big players in the box. I felt like Orient were quite a physical yeah, team. They've they got a lot of six they? footers and a lot of the times that they're number eleven, can't remember his name. I think I've got the match report up, so I can probably just get it. Archibald. He was I thought he had a good Theo Archibald, yeah. I've heard of him. He had a good game and he was just he's quite physical and just Pushing players off the ball and then marauding up the pitch, pushing them off the ball fairly. I should add. 
But yeah, lads, unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we lost. It was 1-0. Carlisle United didn't really offer much, so it's, it's quite difficult for everybody to give a Foxy's feature man of the match. But, uh, you know, if somebody feels strongly enough to, yeah. to give them out, by all means, dive in and tell me. Wills, you sounded like you, you've got someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he came off early, so again, that probably kind of eases things in his favour. Um, I was... Wanting, I was leaning towards giving a man of the match to Jordan Gibson. I was surprised he came off when he did. I thought he was the one who was most up for it and was actually causing them more problems. I know Ablade came on and I thought he uh, did well as well, but I would have liked to have seen Gibson stay on for longer. Yeah. Liam? Yeah, yeah, Alfie McCallum impressed me again. I think he's very good in the press, but you know it's very difficult to give it to anyone in these circumstances. You are going to give it to Alfie. I'll give it to Alfie, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no one for me, no. no. No one deserved it, I don't think. No, no. I haven't got anyone either. I haven't got anyone either, so you're not in... Yeah, You're in good company anyway. You're in good company. Uh, lads, we'll look af- ahead to uh, a clash with the top of the table, Portsmouth. That's happening this Saturday. Uh, it's away. And, uh, I mean, for me... Carlisle United famously have always risen to the occasion and in my heart I feel like it's going to be one of those matches and Carlisle are actually going to come out on top and we're going to win this 1-0. That's my prediction for the game. Max, what's yours? Um, Can't really see past a loss with this one really, which is, I like to be optimistic, but (laughs) I just think we'll probably lose 3-1. Ooh. But oh yeah, I'm gonna say three one loss. Ooh, right. I hope I'm wrong. What have you got, Wills? What have you got? Um, I mean you'd have this down as a home banker, but I, I kind of agree with you. Um you'd probably have the Bolton match down as a home banker, and we played really well in that one. Um if you know if we play really well, I'd you know I'd like to see us cause an upset and I'm gonna go one nil to Carlisle too. Nice, nice, nice. Liam? I'm gonna go nil nil. Gab Breeze masterclass. Complete <laughs> <laughs> shout out. We have about 10% possession as well. <laughs> All in Gab Breeze's hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lads. Uh, you know, it's it's been a difficult week for most Carlisle fans, so let's finish things off on a high note as we get to play everybody's favourite game. Not mention the FA Cup draw. That's right. That's right. It's time to play Wills because you're going on a, a very sudden hiatus. Well, it's not sudden, you've had a holiday plan for a long time because you're going on a hiatus. <laughs> uh, you're going to be playing your so third match of the season. <laughs> You're going to be playing your third match of the season against Max. And Liam, you've stepped up to be the clue guide this week. So you've got oh. the player. Uh, this is only like your second time being clue guide, is it? It is, yeah. So, no yeah. one got it last time, so I'm 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 100% unbeaten so far. <laughs> I can work like that. <laughs> like, you would play like that, yeah. <laughs> you would play like that. You'd be like, this player wore shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like this player used to live next door to my grandmother. <laughs> Crossing that one off. Uh... <laughs> but uh, you know, it's Max versus Wills. Max sitting on. Four points, Wills, you're sitting on two. So there is an opportunity for you to leap into the lead or at least tie at the top of the table in a three-way tie with Dennis, Max and yourself, or at least, you know, make some progress up the table. How are you feeling ahead of the clash against your own top-of-the-table opponent? Um, I'm fairly relaxed about this. Um, I'm just going go, to go in and do the Gonna go, yeah, he's gonna go and do the best. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna back off, Spain. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> it sounds good, it sounds good. But Max, you know, have you got a lot of confidence ahead of this one? Or after a snow draw last week, are you feeling a little bit shaky? No, it's hard to not feel confident when you're top of the group. So yeah, I'll take that confidence into this game. Well, I'm going to hand things over to the clue guide this week. It's Liam. So, uh, yeah, off you go, mate. Let's play guessing the player. 
Clue numero uno. Will goes first. Clue one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swapping my clues around, actually. That can go last. Um, this <laughs> player joined Carlisle from Exeter City. Ooh. Is it Danny Butterfield? No. Quick out there. He's always quick uh, with the... Uh... Sometimes a play, yeah. Sometimes a player that we signed. I think I'm pretty sure we signed him from Exeter. Sometimes it just pops in like I'm doing that. <laughs> um. All right. I've got one in my head, but I don't know if it's because I don't know if I'm linking him with Exeter because he scored against them in the playoff semi-final. But John O'Sullivan. No. I I knew you were wrong when you started saying that sentence. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you... <laughs> <laughs> the playoff final, no, not yet. Um, this player currently plays for Oldham Athletic. Ooh, ooh. And, um, oh, well, I mean, um, uh, uh, who plays for Oldham? Um, because I wanted this to player? say, yeah, I was gonna say, I, I wanted to say someone, <laughs> but the person I wanted to say is, is retired now, so it's not him. Um, Oldham, 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 Exeter, Exeter, Exeter. Uh, oh, God, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. Troy Archibald Henville. Nope, ne- never even heard of him. Next. <laughs> <laughs> He's retired. He's retired. Eh? Yeah. retired. You know, you don't put, you don't put anything past, uh, past Oldham. Nah. Yeah, Make true. odd signings. Nah. Um, yeah. Max. Mike Jones. No, that that was my player last week though. Yeah, so, the last time sang, I did this. Yeah. Funny if I just did the same player twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, last clue, you're all down to one point. Um, and this last clue is that this player won Colchester United Player of the Year in 2016-17. Ooh. 16-17, um, Colchester. Ah, that's it. Someone did go to Colchester and do well. That's just like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Uh, he went to Colchester and did well. Oh, I've not I've not got the tiniest clue. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a disappointing way to end the match for me, but I'm just I'm just gonna say pass. Bowing out you can't say pass. Give okay, us a pass. Yeah, uh, pass. yeah like, okay. I've had a pass before. Pick a pick a player at random. Then um, I'm gonna say Louis Guy. Louis Guy. No. Yeah, no, I was not Louis Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Louis Guy is. So only, no. I think I'm. I've got another player who I think's played for Oldham since leaving us. No idea if he still does. Um, but I'm going to go with um, Brennan Dickinson. I was going to go with that. Oh, no, he was at Col- Oh, is he at Oldham now? <laughs> keep, con- keep continuing. Keep speaking. Because it is Brennan Dickinson. I was like I was thinking, like, week. who left us and went to Colchester? No, no, he he, he joined oh, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, no, he he was one player of the season at Colchester. Yeah. It didn't mean after. Balls. Well, that's it. Max has extended his lead. Uh, now he owns a three-point lead, so the best anyone can do at the moment is equal Max's score. I'm going to attempt to next week when I play Dennis, and Max's clue guide for guessing the player. Uh, it's going to be an exciting challenge for myself. I'm going to try and uh, climb and claw my way up the table. Um, but lads, thanks very much. You know, Liam, thanks very much for being the clue guide this week. Max and Liam, thanks very much for playing, guessing the player. It's always a pleasure uh, to do the Blue Army podcast yeah. with you. Uh, don't forget out there to like and follow and, you know, leave us a nice rating or a comment and uh, always get in touch with your match reactions and your million dollar ideas or your million pound ideas, sorry, or, you know, your joke of the week. You know, get in touch. The links are all below in the description. Uh, lads, there isn't really... Anything else left for us to do? Apart from saying, <laughs> adiosa. 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 <laughs> Did you hear me and Liam while he was singing the Guess of the Player song? No. <laughs> it's like, it's like going, It'll be good for the big one. I like saying, are you not going to mention the FA Cup draw? And then he just carried on singing. And <laughs> <laughs>
days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.